When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's actually Flats and Drumsticks on ESPN Radio. I'm Flats, he's Drumsticks. Jason Fitz, Nick Friedel, in for the guys. We're on Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN Plus, and your smart speakers. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Having some fun. You guys can chime in. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Mark Davis eating wings during the Hall of Fame game last night. Turned uh, two friends against each other on this show as now we suddenly realize that I am Team Flats and Blue Cheese, whereas Nick Friedel is Team Drumsticks and Ranch. By the way, uh, Mark on Twitter, Professor Mark, and if you have Professor in your name, that means he's smarter than both of us, tweeted me and said the correct answer to the question, Ranch or Blue Cheese, is neither. Both detract from the flavor of the wing. K, thanks, bye. Uh, K thanks by was one word. I'm going to steal that, Professor Mark. Thank you very much. And uh, I, I will say there are definitely some wing purists up here. Like dirt style is the way you get them at J Tim's. I don't know if you've had that, Nick Friedel, but like uh, you usually, that's where they make the wing. They they bread the wing. They they do all this stuff. They sauce the wing. They fry the wing. Then they do the whole thing over again. That's dirt style. So they like double whammy it. Plenty of people, a purist up here, that think you don't need it, but I'm still using it to shovel my dressing. Have you had the dirt style wings? Would you eat wings in general just without any dressing at all? Sure, sure. Whatever you told me to try, because we have made it very clear that, I mean, I, I, I like cheeseburgers with ketchup on them. I, I, I don't like, I like cheese pizza. I, I don't like to stretch myself out to some kind of uh, risk taking food adventure that my stomach may not be able to handle. But if you said, okay, Try these wings. They're great. I would say you got it. But if you put that blue cheese in front of me, then we're going to have a problem. And you need to put blue cheese crumbles on your hamburger at some point. By the way, we do align like good pizza needs no toppings. Cheese pizza yes. is the best pizza. Don't at me. There, there's, yes. There's, we have finally at least found one Thank common you. ground here. The, the, the Kevin the, the McAllister, com- baby. <laughs> That's what I'm, my God, I've never thought of it. And now that's all I'm ever going to say. Like, I feel guilty every time I'm at like a party and somebody's like, we're ordering pizza. What do you want? And I'm like, oh, just cheese. And then people think that I'm like trying to placate everybody else. So they're like, oh, no, we can get like half this or half that. And I'm like, no, guys, I just I genuinely want just cheese pizza. Like, I don't want your pepperoni grease on my pizza. So there we go. The Kevin McAllister. Uh, so let's get to a little bit of what uh, we need to get to for the weekend weekend preview. Brought to you by Geico. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways you could save. The Hall of Fame game has us thinking, and we have tweeted it out now on the ESPN radio account with the Raiders kicking off the NFL preseason last night. In the weekend preview poll, who's going to win the AFC West? I joked earlier with Jeff Darlington that my beloved Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl, to which uh, uh, somebody on Twitter tweeted me and said, I've had too many gummies if I think the Raiders are going to win the Super Bowl. I I just want to dream. Let me have my let me have my moment. But I do think, Nick, this is an interesting year in the AFC West. Not because every team is really good. I, uh, that that's we've all covered. I think it's because the Chiefs have taken a drastic step back by losing Tyreek Hill, and the Chargers have taken drastic steps forward by spending a ton of money on tremendously talented players. I think the AFC West could be wildly different than a lot of people expect because I think the Chargers are the cream of the crop in the division and the Chiefs can find themselves in third place. Well, on top of that, Fitz, we're talking about a Broncos team that added Russell Wilson. So while there are absolutely question marks all over the place on on the rest of that roster, especially with the injuries that 
they sustained uh, on the offensive end. You plug Russell Wilson into a division that already has Carr, that already has Mahomes, and has Herbert. What I would ask you is, as we're breaking down this poll and we're figuring, all right, what's going to happen in the AFC West and how do the Chiefs look without Tyreek Hill? We know that Patrick Mahomes is right up there at the top with Aaron Rodgers. He is the best of the best. Who has more confidence all across the country right now if you take out your Raiders fandom, Derek Carr or Justin Herbert? I mean, I think most of the national perspective says that Justin Herbert is the greatest thing since sliced bread and he's had a great run so far, but... I don't trust the, – the thing of it is it's not just about the quarterback. So while I think I would probably give Justin Herbert the edge over Derek Carr right now, just as a quarterback, the overall coaching staff, I don't trust Brandon Staley, the coach of the Chargers. Like, they had the opportunity to make the playoffs last year. I, I think their head coach cost them that, you know. And, and you look at what the Raiders accomplished last year with lesser talent. The, the talent's never been the question for the Chargers. They just don't put it together. So I think Justin Herbert's a better – quarterback than Derek Carr likely today although and you 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 see this all the time in the NBA man like like how often do we see this with young quarterbacks particularly have a little success and everybody thinks you are just going to be the next insert great name here and then stick around for the league for a few years and suddenly it's the narrative becomes well you can't do this and you can't do that like Justin Herbert hasn't been around long enough to suddenly become the guy that can't win a playoff game because he hasn't played a playoff game, right? So, you know, if you're Derek Carr, you've been in the league a long time. Now it's easy to say, well, Derek Carr has never won a playoff game. Well, neither is Justin Herbert. So, you know, I I know it's early in the process, but the same things that we use to doubt certain quarterbacks that have been around for a minute, we don't even factor in when we talk about young ones. I got a comparison for you. Justin Herbert is the NBA equivalent of John Morant. Mm, yeah, because all anybody now says is, ah, it's only a matter of time. John Morant is going to lead Memphis to a title. And Justin Herbert has the pieces around him with the Chargers to really start making moves. But we'll believe it when we see it. And up to this point, Herbert has made plenty of solid throws, but he hasn't been able to lift them single handedly into the postseason uh, especially last year with the the mess that was that final game against the Raiders. So, Fitz, when you look at the division, I'm still taking the Chiefs, and I know that offensively there are a lot of different question marks with all the new weapons that Mahomes has to try and weave in, but he's still got Travis Kelsey, and he still has Andy Reid. And when you have the system in place and you trust the play caller who is – at the controls of that system with Eric Bieniemy, why wouldn't you still feel a lot of confidence with what Kansas City has to offer? For me, it comes down to the difference that Tyreek Hill made in defensive game plan. And you know, I, I sat down last year with a couple of guys that work at ESPN and just tried to learn watching film with guys that played the game. And one thing that really surprised me was hearing guys talk about defensive adjustments made before the snap where you know somebody's so fast you got to cheat a little bit to one side of the field you got to cheat a little bit to get in the spot where you think Tyreek Hill's going and he is so fast and so capable of getting open you could see defenses before the snap trying to adjust to what they thought he was going to do which created huge openings for for Travis Kelsey and other players like I'm not saying Kelsey's not spectacular he is I'm just saying when you take away that variable and you saw it in some ways uh, last year even for the Raiders they were far more explosive 
when they had somebody with the speed of Henry Ruggs, who for uh, reasons far bigger than football will ever be, obviously did not uh, finish the year with the Raiders. That that aside, you saw the difference in the offense. And now you, you take somebody far more talented in Tyreek Hill and you ask, okay, what happens? In, in any sport when you've got the one guy that is the absolute, oh my God, I must adjust for difference maker, and now he's not there, it changes the way everybody defends you. And that's what I think is going to happen to Kansas City this year. So I still believe Patrick Mahomes is the best uh, quarterback in the division. I still believe that Andy Reid is the best coach in the division. I just believe that at some point teams decide when they've got a great quarterback and a great coach that they don't need anything else. And that usually goes south before it goes north, right? Like I think it's going to make things so much more difficult for them this year that it becomes difficult to find their path to winning the division. I agree, and I would tell you this fits on top of it. We're not used to seeing that team have prolonged stretches of frustration and misery. They've they've gone through some losing times, but they've always still found a way to seemingly get through it. If it doesn't start the way we're used to seeing that Kansas City offense start and get rolling, then maybe there's a frustration that sets in that we haven't seen before from Patrick Mahomes and his friends. Yeah, and, and by the way, getting more uh, more commentary, uh, J.C. Hicks on Twitter has now said, nothing, nothing is worse than ordering wings with blue cheese and you get that blue cheese sauce. Face stuff trash. Fridell, we don't want to go that way. We want real blue cheese. It's important. We're talking about, like, the big chunks in the dressing, not the ones that you peel back the little, like, layer of foil and dip into that. We're still out on that, right? Real and fake, it's all trash. If blue cheese is on the menu or blue cheese is on my wing, I'm doing everything I possibly can to stay away from it. Yeah, by the way, uh, I also like to dip my cheese pizza in blue cheese. Joe in West Virginia chiming in on our pizza takes. Joe, what you got? Yeah, I was calling about the cheese pizza take. Yeah, what you got? Yeah, cheese pizza first off, hands down, bar none, it's best. I mean, if you got to have toppings, you're missing the point. I don't disagree with any of that. I think that's a thousand percent correct. Are we New York style or Chicago style though? No, thin crust. Oh, oh thin yeah. crust. See, yep, there we go. Okay, look at us. We all get our own. The kumbaya happening right now. Thanks for the call, man. It's like this is. See, we got everybody coming together. It's team thin crust, foldable slices. You dip it in the blue cheese. You'll have a delight. The Browns are looking for clarity when it comes to Deshaun Watson. Best part about sitting in the host seat is I get the last word. So are Browns fans. We'll tell you about Browns fans, but first. <laughs> I got to tell you about Vivid Seats. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing. Oh, never gets old. You can be there to catch all the action live with Vivid Seats. Get out to the ballpark. Get yourself a nice piece of cheese pizza. Experience every home run, every web gem, every walk-off. And with Vivid Seats rewards, you'll start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. All you got to do is buy 10 tickets, and then you get the 11th one free. Free stuff! Who does not like free things? It's like getting 10% back on every ticket. From the box seats to the bleachers, Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets at great prices all summer long. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle 
and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. It's Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN Plus, and your smart speakers. Presented by Progressive Insurance, Nick Friedel, Jason Fitz in for the guys, and uh, we're having some fun, obviously, and I know that over the course of the last week, there's been a lot of conversation about what the plan is for Deshaun Watson. But there's another angle to this, and it's one that I think there's a real honest and raw conversation to have about. And that angle is from the fan standpoint. Well, we're going to try and do that. Now, obviously, we don't know where everything's going to end up. What we know right now is that Judge Robinson has decided on a six-game suspension. We know right now that the NFL has decided to appeal that suspension. We know right now that they've appointed who will hear that appeal. We don't know when that appeal ruling will come back down, and we don't know at that point if the NFL Players Association would try to get involved in a way where they sue, saying that it's a violation of the correct collective bargaining agreement. We don't know where any of that will go. But as of today, right now, we know that there's a six-game suspension. With all of the variables, it poses the question of, What's Cleveland doing? Kevin Stefanski, the Browns head coach, said this about it at his press conference about their plan for getting ready for the season. I think with our plan, Jake, we'll just kind of await clarity on the situation, um, but just continue to move ahead with uh, what we're doing. Do you have clarity that at least you know Deshaun will not be available for the first six weeks no matter what? Or are you still hopeful that he could be available week one? Yeah, I would. I hope in the next few days that those type of questions get answered. So all of this clarity raises so many questions, Nick. And one of them is how to process this, not just from an organizational standpoint, but also from a fan standpoint, right? Like, you know this from the Cubs and Araldis Chapman, right? Like, there are so many times that you look at these things and say, how do I root for a team if I don't love uh, a player the way someone's acted or what a person stands for? 
it's really difficult, Fitz, when you're trying to figure out uh, how to separate the two. And I know uh, for me, with the Cubs and Chapman, every time he would come on to pitch, I would go, oh, man, I struggled to, to cheer for him the same way I would for anybody else. But I would tell you in the same breath, the Cubs don't win the 2016 World Series without Chapman. And I can tell you, my favorite football team is the Tampa Bay Bucks. I lived this with Jameis Winston. And Jameis went through all the stuff at FSU, and, and there were all those questions about what may or may not have happened. I struggled cheering for him. But I still have loved this team my entire life. I've loved both of those teams. Those were my teams growing up. And to see the balance that Browns fans have to deal with and that all kinds of different uh, fans across the, the country are going to have to decipher. It's a really, really tight walk on a, on a, uh, on a subject that nobody's comfortable with. I think the hardest part of this is to be very real for a lot of people. And, you know, Nick, I, I've never – Hidden the fact I do what I do because of my fandom, right? We joked mm -hmm. about the Raiders earlier, but uh, and certainly growing up a Raiders fan, you're used to. I, I spent many years of my life used to, you know, rooting for guys that may or may not have had the best reputations at time, uh, at times. But that's different than what we're talking about here. I also think there's a very real element. If I'm a Browns fan and I've spent my whole life rooting for this organization, it's ingrained in who you are. Maybe it shouldn't be, but it is, and it's got to be very difficult right now as a Browns fan. When you're looking around saying, man, I haven't seen a, a, a great quarterback here since, what, Bernie Kosar, right? So, like, this is my chance to be relevant. This is my chance to watch my favorite team compete for Super Bowls. This is my chance to actually turn around and, and, and be proud of the product every single week. And as much as it's easy to say, well, I'm not going to support the team. I'll put the jersey away. I think that's idealistic thinking for a lot of people because I certainly know that like, I'm a grown-ass man. My Tuesday shouldn't be ruined by the fact that the Raiders played poorly on Sunday, but oftentimes it is. And, like, that's just the way that fandom becomes incorporated into who we are as people. I don't think it's simple right now if you're a Browns fan to figure out how to navigate because you can't root. It's not like Chapman in the sense that if you root against your quarterback, if your favorite team, your team you're rooting for to stink. And I'd love to sit here and say that there's a line in the sand that would make me stop watching the Raiders. I don't know that there really is. I, I, just being real, I don't know that that part of my life could ever be shut off. Well, and that's the issue, Fitz. And, and for two guys who uh, are, are right around 40 years old, this has been ingrained for years and years and decades and decades. And when you have that part of the fabric of who you are, that is very very tough to to try and separate. But we're, we're sitting here talking about the Browns and what their fans are going through. The Steelers fans have gone through this for a long time with Ben Roethlisberger and all the different aspects to his story and his career that came out through the years. So it is part of the conversation now in pro sports, much more so than it ever has been. But I agree completely with what you're saying, which is, Watching my teams for this long, I can't suddenly turn my back when they make a decision on a player that I don't agree with. And I still believe, if you're a Browns fan, as bad as what Deshaun Watson is accused of fits, there are plenty of Browns fans that I know that can't wait to still see him play. And that's part of 
not only being a fan of your team, but defending what they're trying to do year after year after year. It, it, it is incredibly difficult to figure out how to navigate that. And all you can do as a fan is say, look, I want the league to step in and have their penalty and their punishment so that everybody can move forward. It's just not ever going to be easy because you're constantly going to be answering these questions about your favorite team's quarterback. I, I genuinely sympathize with Browns fans right now that are trying to navigate difficult waters. We'll go. We'll keep breaking it down. But coming up, why Matthew Stafford may want to call his childhood friend Clayton Kershaw for advice on what he's dealing with right now. We'll tell you about it next on ESPN Radio. Candy and Carlin, Nick Friedel, Jason Fitz filling in. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We're partying like rock stars on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Nick Friedel, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. They're really partying like rock stars on ESPN, too. The Ocho's going on right now. They're, uh, they're having a little cornhole tournament. We laugh at this every year, but hear me out, Friedel. All right, just, I, I, we'll, get to, we'll get to the quarterback conversation in a second. I know it's more important, but hear me out. I was watching kickball this morning, right? And I was watching everybody get fired up, like the guy that scored the winning run in the kickball match uh, who accidentally sent a no-no word, naughty word, on ESPN. Uh, but he was so emotional about the win. And I kept thinking about skateboarders, like when you and I were kids, and how, like, our parents' generation would have looked at that, and they did look at that, and they're like, Dennis, you skateboarding's not a sport. Like, you're never going to be able to do anything legitimate with that. Now, like, you know, there are Olympic, uh, Olympic athletes that snowboard and skateboard, right? So, like, maybe the Ocho is actually a peak. Like, maybe cornhole is the future of athletics. No. Okay. No. <laughs> no. I love you, but the idea that cornhole would rise to the level where uh, we're going to see it – in the Olympics somewhere with a podium and a gold medal. No, thank you. You're I don't know if I want to live in that world. You're telling me the curling really sits in an elitist category that cornhole doesn't? Okay. My roommate from college is a curler to this day. He started the Israeli curling team. So I know more about curling than I ever would have thought possible in my entire life. Uh, so I'm going to stand up for curling in that, yes, I think it is ingrained to use a word that we've bounced around throughout the show, in the culture, the sporting culture enough that I think it would be way too tough now to wipe away. You know what? I spent a lot of time drunk on a tour bus playing cornhole on country music t- festivals. So, 
Uh, this is what we got. All right. Well, the, the battles continue between the two of us. It's like two brothers bickering at this point. I just love uh, that uh, the caller from uh, from a little bit ago calls in and goes, hey, I want to get in on this cheese pizza take. I mean, that sums us up perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> How are we going to have fun today? Let's get in on this cheese pizza take. Come on. Let's go. We're bringing the heat. Uh, at this point, maybe a little heat, maybe a little ice. I don't know what you do for Matt Stafford to help the elbow. Uh, that was called a transition, America. You're welcome. Uh, but Jason the injury Fitz, is, quote, abnormal, according to Coach Sean McVay. Uh, he's, this is his quote. You want to try to have him operate in as little pain as possible. I think any time that you've played as long and as, as tough as he is, I don't know if you're ever truly pain-free, but the goal would be for September 8th and really looking towards 17 games, then hopefully some games after that if we earn the opportunity. Uh, you, you think about it, and Sean McVay's made it clear that this is closer to something – pitchers deal with maybe he should call his buddy Clayton Kershaw right like uh, at some point you look at it and say the concern to me isn't week one it's that we're entering training camp with this sort of hanging over everybody's head if he's going to be playing pain-free what's that going to mean in week 16 17 what's that going to mean in the a in the NFC championship game should they get that far like I think this is lingering enough that if I'm a Rams fan I'm worried about today I'm worried about next week I'm worried about the end of the season now I'm just worried about all of it and Fitz, the key here is Matt Stafford is much older <laughs> in the game than he was when he was coming into Detroit, and everybody thought, okay, this is the guy that will lead the Lions out of the malaise that is playing football for that organization. He has had a lot of different injuries. He's had a lot of different issues. And if you're Stafford, well, just like Kershaw's pal from Highland Park, Texas, Maybe McVay puts him on a pitch count early in the season. Maybe instead of throwing it 50 or 60 times a game, McVay is dialing it down, trying to use his run game a little bit more than we're used to seeing. So there are a lot of different ways you can parse through the comments, but you and I both agree on this. There's no way if Sean McVay doesn't think this is a real issue that he's not coming out publicly in the way he is uh, framing what's going on with Stafford right now. And that part, having been around enough pro locker rooms in my life, is something that's telling coming out of the first week of training camp because Sean McVay and the rest of that staff has to feel like Matthew Stafford will be there in week one and rise to the occasion. But what you and I are both saying is week one is one thing, but what happens in three or four months if the elbow is still bothering him? Yeah, you've got a season that opens with the Rams taking on the Bills, right? Then the Falcons, okay. Cardinals, 49ers, Cowboys. Like, there's a little run there at the beginning. But even if you go towards the back half of the season, you look towards the end of the year, uh, if you go after Thanksgiving, you've got the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Raiders, the Packers, the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Seahawks again. Like, that's a gauntlet at the end of the year to have to go through. And – at some point, the fact that the NFC West and the AFC West are going to be going head-to-head -head is going to make it difficult for everybody involved. I just, I, I fear for a defending champion that's coming into a defending champion situation with a, a coach that is known for his creativity and ability to, to call whatever plays he wants and, and really sling the ball however he wants, now having a quarterback that won't be the best of who he is because we've seen when the Rams don't have a quarterback, <clears throat> Jared Goff, they're not nearly the team that they are when they do. So I just think that we need to start factoring this into every conversation we have about what the Rams are going to look like 
throughout the course of the season. Jackson in Phoenix uh, wants to chime in here. And, you know, Nick, anytime somebody agrees with me, we let him do that. Uh, Jackson, what do you got? I, I feel like the other gentleman is being a little bit of an elitist. I know that you guys touched on this earlier, but honestly, you know, sport is sport. When two competitors meet on a field of competition and they mutually agree to give their all to see who's better, that is the essence of sport. Not whether or not they're playing cornhole or if they're playing football or if they're playing field hockey. Uh, sport is sport. And honestly, the, the gentleman talking about curling, uh, you know, it, it's a difficult sport as well. But you know, if we're going to live in the society where, you know, the, the field hockey team in Texas gets screwed over because the uh, football team needs a, a higher budget, you're leaving out a whole bunch of other competitors in their field simply because they're playing a sport that some people deem as undesirable. And I, I feel it's, it's very uh, uh, unfair and, and very elitist. Look at that. Thanks for the call. Nick, how do you feel? I, I mean, America has, America has spoken. And America is really represented by one caller, obviously. So America obviously. has spoken, by the way, of one caller. Although, here's the thing. I have, I have long, long since said, uh, since we're just going to make America mad at me now, uh, like golf's not a sport; it's a game, right? Like, if, if if I can be so trashed, I can barely stand up and still play it with my friends. It probably doesn't count. And now I'm suddenly recounting my own thought on cornhole because that's usually how most of my friends play. I don't know. Now maybe I'm talking myself out of it, Frida. How do you feel? We're trying to legitimize a sport where you throw a beanbag in a hole. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like we're talking about a sport that you could play and and. Whether you were were had a few beers or or you were stone cold sober, you were throwing a bean ball beanbag through a hole, and we're saying, yeah, let's run it up to the Olympics and see what happens. Come on, now. that's it. You you make a compelling point. I don't feel good about it, but now I just want to be right because I like being right. All right, we'll take more of your calls. Triple H, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. You guys want to chime in on the Rams? Everything else, we'll let that happen. Plus. Uh, for all the attention on the AFC West, I'm actually not sure, even as a massive fan of that division, that it's the best division in football. It might be getting overhyped. We'll play more likely next on ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, 
We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel Lady. Nick Friedel, Jason Fitz, in for the guys. Nick, uh, you are headed abroad after this show. In fact, you brought your suitcase with you to the studio because you are one foot out the door. So I can only imagine, uh, first and foremost, like, what is the rule when it, like, did you wear what you're going to wear to fly in? Because you got to be comfortable if you're flying over to Ireland. And then uh, are you one of those people that, like, when you land, you're going to go check in and change? Or did you wear what you need to wear going into the day? No. If I need to take a six, seven-hour flight, I want to be prepared as if my hotel is not going to be ready when I get there. So fits with that in mind. The the setup in the wardrobe right now is not what it's going to be in a few hours on the plane. I need I'm at the point of my life at age 38 where I need the compression socks on the oh my god the international back and forth. So I've got the compression socks. I got a pair of sweatpants. I got my Syracuse hoodie, and I got my Air Maxes. Now I have my passport, which I checked about 10 times because I know I'm not going anywhere without that. And I got my headphones all charged up which is the next most important thing to me. But as far as the wardrobe goes, I can hit the ground in Dublin and be ready to roll for the rest of the day. In your compression socks. We got so much to talk about. Uh, Dublin's what, like uh, five hours, six hours ahead? So yeah. what, are, are you landing like midday? Like are we doing a clock adjustment here? You Because like, my advice always on international travel is, the minute you land, you are in their time zone. So live in their time zone. Like don't don't go take a nap. You 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 power through until like two three in the morning, and then you go to bed and you wake up the next day. You're you're, you're adjusted like that. Well, I've screwed that up so many different times going back and forth to Europe that maybe this time I'll take your advice because the last time I went to Germany, I was so exhausted that I fell asleep at the hotel as soon as we got there at nine in the morning, and then I was trying to wake up. Uh, at about 1 or 2 in the morning and ended up sleeping in the tub for a few hours because I didn't want to wake up my buddy. So uh, it is a process to readjust, but I am looking forward to the experience of going straight from the airport, dropping off the bags, and into the Guinness factory. Uh, that See, boy, that was the follow-up question. Like, Are we, are we going to be like napping and uh, soberish on the flight or... Or are we going to partake a little bit while we're while we're while we're we're, we're going to try to partake, but never too much because we don't want it to get too bad when the plane lands, especially because my buddy's parents may be there, and we can't have a a mishap this early in a week long trip. I I don't know. I mean, you say you can't you can't, but I I challenge that. I think I think you could start <laughs> wild. You were going to Dublin. I'll tell you a story about one of the experience I had there coming up next on Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio, but it's not. It's Fitz and Friedel. Jason Fitz, Nick Friedel, in for the guys. I'll tell you a story about Ireland in a little bit, but we got a game to play. It is time to play more likely. Producer extraordinaire Evan, are you ready to have your moment of fame? Yes, let's go. Go ahead. More likely to bounce back, Saquon Barkley or Zeke Elliott? Mm, Nick, what do you got on this one? Give me Zeke. Fitz, I think he's still got a little juice left in the tank. We haven't seen it from Saquon the last couple of years. I think Zeke is primed with all this talk about Pollard in being what we've seen from him before. I'm taking Zeke Elliott. Yeah, I'm actually on the, uh, with you on this one a little bit. I just don't believe in the Giants. 
uh, right now at all. So I'm going to say no to Saquon. That means by virtue it is Zeke. More likely the Raiders finish first in the division or last, Fitz? Oh, yeah, the Raiders more likely to finish first than last. Like, there, there's no doubt about that. I don't think they'll finish first, but I definitely don't think they'll finish last. So I'm all in on the Raiders finishing. Like, I think realistically they finish second in the division. I still give it to the Chargers, but I think we are way overhyping the Broncos at this point for now. So I'm, I'm out on them finishing last. Fitz, I'm taking them finishing first, too. It pains me because I still think this is the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, and he will dominate. But the Broncos just don't seem to be that good. And I like Russell Wilson just like everybody else does, but Russell Wilson is not a miracle worker when the rest of the roster is going through what they're dealing with. Give me the Raiders and Derek Carr riding in on his white horse, finishing first. Silver and black horse, thank you. All right, more likely the Jaguars finish with the first pick or a division title. Oh, Fredell, I'm chiming in on this one. Like, yeah, no, more likely that they finish with the first pick. I mean, the Titans were the number one seed last year, and the Colts are still good. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't think there's any chance they win the division. Fitz, I can't even believe I'm about to say this, but give me the division title for Jacksonville. This has the makings of a group that can finally put its talent together and play. I don't think they can be bad enough with Trevor Lawrence getting a little help around him to finish that far down. I know that the Titans are going to have something to say. I know the Bengals are going to have something to say. I do not believe that Jacksonville can actually do it, but I don't think they're bad enough to be all the way at the bottom again. All right, more likely Josh Allen wins MVP or misses the playoffs. Oh, Fitz, this is the year for the Bills, baby. Josh Allen can win the MVP. I don't see any way that they're missing the playoffs. It's finally time. Break out your Zubaz pants. Break your tables that are on fire. We can have all the wings we want in Buffalo. It's time for the Bills to shine, baby. You know what? I think you're right because, frankly, I think the Jets are going to be the worst team in football this year. I think the Dolphins have a quarterback issue that means they're wildly overhyped. And I think we're giving too much brand bias to the Patriots thinking they're going to be just fine, but I don't think they're going to be fine. I think the Bills are going to run away with this division, and then they're just going to feast on that weakness while they put up huge numbers. Josh Allen for MVP actually feels like a good bet to me. Uh, Mike McCarthy or Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Cowboys when the season ends, more likely. I'd say Mike McCarthy's more likely to be the, the head coach when the season ends. And then, like, the day after the season, they're both going to be filling out their resumes and looking at LinkedIn. Like, I, I, I think McCarthy survives the season, but I, there's going to be unrealistic expectations. I just don't think Jerry Jones will make a move midseason. What do you think? First of all, do you think NFL coaches have to go through the motions to fill out their LinkedIn? Do they I hope need so. one? I want that. <laughs> you do want that. I, I just want the image of Mike McCarthy sitting there, like trying to remember what his login is to link in, and then like going to the the air, like the profile part, and he's like head coach of the. Oh man, I haven't updated this in a minute. Cowboys, Cowboys head coach. Yeah. Okay, let's pop that back in there. Exactly. Right. No, for me, it's Dan Quinn. Everything seems lined up. Mike McCarthy is going to take a fall if this team slides anymore. Jerry Jones, all he wants is another Super Bowl. I don't think it's happening with McCarthy. I think Quinn will be the guy by the end. All right, more likely to happen. Three teams make the playoffs from the AFC West or the AFC North. 
Oh, that's a tough one. Because, look, the Bengals are going to make the playoffs. I believe that. Uh, and I think it's pretty – like, I'm high on the Ravens this year. So I think that, you know, both of those teams make a lot of sense. Then it comes down to Cleveland. I don't know what their quarterback situation is. Pittsburgh, I do know what their quarterback situation is. And guess what? I'm not scared of it. So I think it's more likely three teams make it from the AFC West because I have proof of concept from three different quarterbacks there. I don't love Russ. I don't love the Broncos. I think they're overhyped. But I still think the AFC West gets three teams in, I think. Fitz, I'm with you. I still believe that Russell Wilson can lift that team up. I just don't think they can get cross that threshold into the postseason. But you have the Raiders, you have the Chiefs, and you have Justin Herbert, who is ready for his star turn with the Chargers. I think that's a division. More likely to have the number one pick, Bears or Jets? Okay, there's a little bias here because Evan is a Jets fan, so I know that's why he's asking it. I, the Jets' schedule is brutal. I think the Jets are going to finish 0-10. I think the or start 0-10, I should say. I think the Jets are more talented than they were last year, but Vegas will have them as the underdog for at least the first 10 weeks. The AFC is so hard. The Bears, all they have to do is beat up on some NFC teams that may not be as good. Like The Jets, by virtue of how difficult the rest of their competition is, will have the number one overall pick. The Bears, they stink. Justin Fields is not very good. I don't see him taking that big leap, Mr. Fitz, this season. Eberflus, uh, nothing that we have seen come out of Chicago at any point in the last year plus would lead you to believe that that Bears team is on track for progress. The roster isn't very good. Fields doesn't have the help around him to get him through the year. This is a team that is destined for the number one pick. Uh, uh, go ahead. I mean, we got one more. Oh, no, I thought you were going to respond. My bad. Uh, last one more likely to happen. Christian McCaffrey plays plays more than 10 games or misses more than 10 games. More likely. I, I feel like the injury bug is just, it's real. I, I, if I have to take one of these, more likely he misses. What do you think? It's got to be the miss. We haven't seen him prove it. Week in and week out anymore, Fitz. This is not the guy that suddenly turns the corner and is Mr. Durable. Yeah, that's going to be incredibly uh, sad because of his greatness, but uh, we'll see how that uh, looks moving forward. A little bit of fun there. Great job by producer Evan. Sorry that I had to trash the Jets. I still love everybody. The NFLPA, by the way, has responded. We expected that would happen. We'll tell you what that response to the NFL's appeal is next. Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Fidel and Fitz filling in. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 